0: GPTs, GPT, GPT,
1: GPTs. It's a GPT on it on top of a GPT.
2: And welcome back to the Big Cheese AI podcast. I am one of the world's top moderators. My name is Andre Herakas, and I'm joined by Sean Heise. And Jacob Wise, two tech leaders here in Indianapolis, and last but not least, Brandon Corbin, one of the brightest AI minds here in the Midwest. Today, we're going to be talking about GPTs. All right, guys, GPTs are what? The end of what? No, Sean, I, it's what I are GPTs?
1: It. I don't know. They're not. G, they're GPTsies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we're so, about to
1: get cheesy with GPTs.
3: I, I think that these GPTs are the next phase. Yeah. Right to to getting us to a point of of AGI. Right Just a generalized artificial intelligence that the GPTs are the are the next step. And And in this case, a GPT is, you can think of it as like an agent, someone that we program, we're going to create this this intelligent machine that can do whatever we want it to do and and go and do it. So what's kind of interesting though, is that these GPTs are kind of a, it, we, we made a step forward and then we made a step back. So, right when ChatGPT came out, there were two projects that launched uh, Baby AGI and, uh, uh, oh shit. Auto? Auto, Auto GPT. Auto GPT yeah. um, and both of these were designed to basically be able to take a single prompt. And then it's gonna go and figure out all of the things it needs to do, and it's just gonna start kind of running through it. And back then when they first launched, they weren't very helpful, but they were kind of the the, the idea conceptually of saying, we're gonna have an AI that can do X, Y, and Z, and it's gonna just do it all on its own. Well, we're not there yet. And like any sane person realizes that, you know, moving, jumping from just a regular chat GPT to an auto GPT is too big of a leap. So now we're kind of in this middle ground of of gpts which is released from chat gpt where we can now go and basically create these intelligent things and they can do certain things they can read the web they can they can generate images they can execute code they can have different actions to call apis and all that stuff so you can go and create them and and i've been creating them i know you've been creating them and now we're here yeah
1: i think the um there's a couple things first first thing i noticed is it's Accentuating and providing a layer on top of ChatGPT for ChatGPT Plus, right. the new things. Right? right. The, you,
3: you have to have the G, the plus. You have to have the plus. Yeah. So because
1: mm-hmm. like that was one thing I didn't realize, yeah, and I'm like, yeah.
3: I told my wife, I'm like, I just go in and create one. And she's like, I don't have it. And, and as of using, the, and it's I,
2: using all the features. And, right? and as, so. as of the recording this video, you can't actually subscribe to ChatGPT Plus right now. There is a waitlist. Oh yeah. So no way. So, so
1: check this out. So I'm at my I'm at my friend's house Friday, and we're. Just hanging out because my cleaning lady's at my house, and we switch houses sometimes on Fridays when we're working home. Well, anyways, the kids come what? home from school. <laughs> he, she, cleaning lady goes to my house, then he goes to her house. You he guys just to alternate house, and We just alternate houses, okay? okay. Right. And we call it we call it Minton co working. It's my buddy's house. He's, he's he loves the pod, by the way. Oh great. Anyway, so we're we're hanging out, and I'm showing him uh, Dolly, right? Because yeah. we're talking about we were doing so much with Mid Journey, and and I had subscribed to Leonardo or Da Vinci, or whatever the Leonardo heck. Of, or Leonardo. Leonardo, or whatever, whatever, which AI. I did not like at all, you by didn't. the way. Okay. No, great UI, terrible results. Right. Um, but the, uh, I, I was just started messing around, and we were messing around with their kids doing images, and they started making comic book characters and all that stuff. Anyways, the, um, the, uh, we started making a Mario game. We were messing around. The kids loved it, by the way. And, and the right. next morning, he texted me at like 7 a.m. The first thing the kids wanted to do when they woke up the next morning was go to ChatGPT and start generating images. And he was like, man, this is on a wait list. Hmm. And uh, he ended up finding out that through Bing you can do it or something yeah. right. um, for free. But, like, these kids were so enthralled with Chat GPT. And it wasn't 3.5. It's this new layer Right. Yeah. It, that's can surf the web, that can generate images, that can do certain things. Right. So it really is building off uh, an abstraction layer off of the newest version of Chat GPT. Right. And from my takeaway on this is it's like, wow, this is a next step. Right. It's kind of just if you look at you can look at AI a lot of different ways, the the most applicable way I can see right now is using Chat GPT.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and GPTs are – let's take a step back for those who, like, don't know what the the hell a GPT is. Like, they're more, like, fine-tuned. Like, they're still leveraging ChatGPT probably for – Or Turbo, I don't know. Can you pick the engine? Yeah, you can. I think it's it's, just four.
3: It's probably whatever their – whatever their price point (laughs) is at the time. That's true.
0: Is this, like, ChatGPT's answer to um, uh, the different services that were out there? They were like, we will make it easier for you to put your database – into um, a chat app and then you can search sure. the database. Yeah. So, like, yep, exactly. Yeah. Because
3: when you go and you... So so, there's two ways that you can set up a GPT. You can you can just give it a
1: prompt, when right? You go, to, you go to OpenAI. You go yes. to chat.openAI and you can now create a GPT right
0: it, from there. Exactly. So that's something
1: you do on their website.
3: Do you need yeah. to be yep. able
0: to code to create no. one of these? No, no. no. So, so you, thinking, you
3: no? go in and you can say create a new one and you just give it a prompt. So in the case, I had one specific one that I wanted. Basically, the way you can think of about that, that they're helpful is anytime that you're doing something over and over and over again with chat GPT where you have to go in and be like hey I need you to act like this and do this and do this that that's perfect for a GPT. So one that I have is JSON schema. So JSON schema is basically a way to describe uh, you don't, uh, uh, don't
1: you dare call it Jason. It's JSON.
3: I did JSON. Sorry, <laughs> <It's> JSON. <laughs> Is it French? <laughs> uh, but basically, it Nerd tells you alert. how to structure a data object, and uh, these large language models are really good at following those instructions. So, if you wanted to always output some JSON, then you can have it basically say, "I want you to output JSON, and I want it to always be in this format." Well. It's a pain in the ass to write the JSON schema. And so I just wrote one. I'm like, I, I'm gonna, uh, I want you to create a GPT for converting JSON to JSON schema. And that's it. And it does all of it. And it's like, all right, I'm going to call this the JSON wizard schema. And it uses Dolly to come up with like the avatar for it and
1: everything. It's integrating with multiple services yeah. that open AI offers. But the the other thing that it can do is it, it, it's not only giving it context of how it should provide, how it should provide answers, but it's actually able to do step-by-step processes. Yep. So you yes. can, you can, your prompt that you engineer can be like, okay, the first thing I want to do is I want to get a lay of the land. Right. right? Okay. So like, there's this, um, I'll just give, use an example. So like, SEO Fox. You give it a keyword, and then it gives you a list of um, art, article ideas that would be generated for that keyword. Then you pick. Then it's like, all right. Then you pick one one article, and then yeah. it generates the introduction, right. and then you iterate on the rest of the article, and it guides the user into an outcome. Yeah. And I think that's important for Chat GPT because a lot of people. I was looking up. Um, I was just randomly on this on Twitter, and um, the I always. Kill his name is Luke Roborowski, or whatever the, the UX guy that from right. Google. You know, what I'm talking about It'll Luke, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like, tweets profound things, yeah. right? But he was like, What the number one thing that people use AI for is to look up facts, but the number one use case for AI is creativity. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because right. I think what people are going to – what do are doing, and they could probably see it in their data, is they're going to ChatGPT, and they're just – they don't know what to do. Yeah. Right? That's, and so this is guiding
0: them through a process. That's a good point, actually, because ChatGPT is so open-ended, and that's the number one thing. Like, if I talk to family about it, they're like – Okay, they don't get it because and I didn't. Nobody gets it at first, right? You have no one, to play with it, get it and you have to figure out. Correct. Okay, what are the use it. cases? <laughs> and these GPTs are now, <laughs> uh, but these GPTs are a good conduit to be like. Here are some ways you could leverage. This this tool, I, there's one I like quite a bit that I I'll, I'll share this in the in the show notes. But there's a list of like the most popular um, GPTs by page views. One of them is like this random one called Mr. Reindeer or whatever. It's spelled wrong, but I think it's just Mr. Reindeer. Um, and it says it's a personalized AI tutor. And I talked about this for a use case for like oh, if I want to learn how to play chess, you can go in and say give me an outline. This is built for that, so I can say I want to learn X, and then it can give you a whole outline okay. of how you could go and learn that that thing. Um, step by step and like to your point these are stepping you can step through them step through yeah and then the next thing is okay well the first thing is is, uh, your curriculum generations then the first thing on your curriculum item is this do you want to do that And then if you do, you go and you keep going through the the thing. So I think that's pretty cool.
1: I think it's reducing Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, iterations you have with ChatGPT where you're not making any progress.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think this is also leveraging the enhanced context window that you're seeing where Mm -hmm. it can handle a lot of stuff. I took our entire YouTube transcript and put it into ChatGPT, which is an hour-long conversation, and said convert this to HTML. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. put P tags and lists and all that stuff. And it was able to do it. Um, it choked out a few times. But, I mean, that's a pretty big context yeah. window. And yeah. um, so, I mean, I think for 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 creating GPTs and, and having that layer, I mean, this is a huge step forward for, it, for it, yeah, it's AI, a, for open AI, and for adoption.
2: I think it's huge for open AI for sure. Uh, one of their angles is turning these uh, chat GPTs that anyone can go out there and create and turn into a marketplace of sorts. So almost like an app store, which doesn't exist yet, but it's going to exist eventually. And that opens up the opportunity for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people who want to automate systems and processes within a current organization. It's incredible the... Level that it can get you to. It just moves imagination forward so much faster because it inserts things. How are you
1: discovering your? Because you you're doing this more. Maybe we don't know the answer, but how are you guys discovering your GPTs? Because I had a hard time. Disco- like YouTube. there's just the list on on the right. website right
2: now. It's just yeah. their stuff. Yeah,
1: but like, how are you guys discovering GPTs? So right.
2: typically, you have to look it up on like a YouTube video or some other website that gives you links to. Because you can share a link to your chat for, to your GPT to anyone you want once yeah. you've created it. Yeah. So basically, you have to go find someone that's gotten that link. And you can just start
0: using before. them right then and there for free. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you have, G- if you a, you have GPT, GPT plus plus, and, and I think like what's going to happen is like, of course, you're going to have thirty. Different versions of the exact same GPT, but the one that people find the most useful will rise to the top. It'll and, be the fart app. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But like eventually, the idea of like an auto GPT. I think even they mentioned this in their in their keynote that at some point in time, you're going to be able to give Chat GPT plus like an open ended task, and it's going to go figure out which GPTs to use to accomplish that task. It may be multiple. It may be, you know, and multimodal is definitely the future of, of chat GPT.
2: Right. And the other things it also is going to allow you to do is charge for your GPT. Okay. So there's going to be thousands or you know, hundreds of thousands of these GPTs made, but what's it come back to? your ability to market yourself. Like how many products have been iterations of products that currently exist, but they end up being actual products that people use because they learn how to market and sell it. So that same kind of concept is going to apply here. Or if you can market your GPT in a good way through social content or what have you, then you can take it forward. And I mean, if one of the clients that we're working with right now, we're literally going in and helping them fine tune their ICP. And then from there we're then creating a GPT that we input the ICP into, and this GPT ideal basically profile ideal customer not, not profile insane so who, who are we trying to sell to and then we're putting it in there and basically the end result is instead of having to go out in a sales rep go and find prospects and find people that are going to fit into the ICP of this client well in this case now you can just hit one button it'll give you a whole list of businesses within the US that are specifically matching that ICP then you can obviously go connect that to right. you know an instantly or a zoom info and find that contact information I mean that's going to save you a ton of time and obviously significantly increased revenues as yeah. well. So
1: how did you um, leverage AI to build weekly.bigcheese?
2: Yeah, so
3: if you go to week, a- weekly.bigcheese.ai, um, <clears throat> and, and I think it's a good example of how you need to kind of think through when you're going to be building AI into your product. So what's nice about the weekly is that it's a controlled uh, schedule. And so what happens is takes anything that's kind of AI related, pulls that down, make sure we don't already have that saved, And if it doesn't, we basically take it and we run it through a prompt to go and extract a bunch of information from each of these articles. So this is going to, we actually go and pull down the whole uh, HTML of the website. And if you're ever thinking about doing this where you want to go pull a website, I find that if you go take a website and you convert the HTML to Markdown, you save yourself a ton of space, right? And a ton of context window.
1: You're using AI-ish stuff to can do that conversion?
3: Um, no, so you're I'm using, actually yeah, using yeah, I'm just using yeah, some NPM library that you basically takes... I love Markdown. Takes, I'm like I like HTML I do, now. I do, yeah, no. So I, I use Markdown for virtually everything now just because it's like once you have it in the Markdown format, we can get it to HTML, no yeah, problem. Yeah, it's more transferable. Right, And but we can then... Then go from HTML to markdown as well. So it's just this really kind of nice way, and, it, and it's fairly compact. So anyway, I basically take that markdown of the website, and I, I ask ChatGPT, give me, and that's where that JSON schema comes into play, because I was like, give me you know, any relevant links, give me any interesting facts, give me a summary about what it is, give me a rating, give me blah, 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 blah. And then we take that and we store that up into the database, and so that's what actually powers. Like when you when you actually look at weekly.bigcheese.ai, is that all of that is actually dynamically generated through ChatGPT, but it only happens, you know, at a at a consistent manner. It's not like I just have anybody that can go and all of a sudden we have. You know hundred thousand people asking chat gdb for turbo to because like all of a sudden i mean i'm already paying like 30 40 bucks a month just for a lot of these you know the, a lot of the things that are kind of going on in terms of it so all the uh,
1: random yeah it, startups it, you create <laughs> create and end within Dude, hours it's crazy That's brandon's life i took so i took big i took weekly that big cheese yeah yeah uh, yeah. okay went to the website copied and pasted it into a GPT called newsletter generator but you only do you only give it the URL no 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 i okay. just, i gave it the content in okay. this case All right. and i just said hey um, it has some context of what you're trying to get out of a newsletter. It can design a newsletter. It yep. can give you content. But I just said, give me a newsletter. Yeah. Okay. I took I, <laughs> I put the content in there because here's the thing about newsletters. It's not just the summaries and the links. It's the it's the takes. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's the unique content and perspective you bring to that. And so I was like, please take the this li- this content and create a most the most clickbait headlines and, and summaries you can possibly create right. based off this content and sure enough it returns these emojis these yeah. exclamation point you know the you know is this the you know is this the end of the world you know just like <laughs> right. the, all, all this clickbait. and then we said the same thing like do the same thing with the context of ai is the worst you're so you're so down on ai and it did the exact same right. thing now in that case it it kept reusing the same uh thing over and over like cost or something. I don't don't know, but it was like you ran out of ideas because AI is awesome. But um, (laughs) but I thought that was a really cool, interesting um, use of GPTs. The other interesting thing that Andre and I just ran into was, it was on a YouTube video um, from Wes GPT. He's on YouTube. Cool dude, I guess. But there's a, a GPT called GPT Prompt Fixer. Oh, so so you tell it's a GPT on it on top of a GPT. When you go to Chat GPT, you can add these as your favorites on the left sidebar, Mm -hmm. whatever. But you go to GPT Prompt Fixer and you you tell it what you want your GPT to do, and then it'll iterate. You just sit there and watch it iterate for a few minutes fine tuning and creating the, really? the GPT for you.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it allows you to get way better results than you right. otherwise would. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they go to chat GPT and they want to go create their first GPT, your first GPT is going to be less good than your second GPT. Right. So there's like a learning curve to right. it and like how to actually prompt it well. Well, that GPT fixer basically gets you from 0 to I assume 10 much faster than you would if you were like, you know, trying to just do it by hand because i actually did that where i was looked again with the icp and right. it was kind of getting me where i wanted to go but not exactly and that fixer would have it got me all the way right. to the end result that I and wanted i to
1: think get that the thing i'm seeing is how to eat the elephant one bite at a time mm-hmm. so like they're breaking up the problem into sequences yep. a lot of the times
0: so does that kind of replace the need for i mean maybe not but the need for cheat sheets like these are very popular right like just send me your email, and I'll give you my chat GPT cheat sheet. Yeah. I'm like, here you go.
2: Take my email, please. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why do I get so much spam? It's weird. Yeah. But, uh... This is going to be a GPT cheat sheet with just a list of GPTs that you can use. I, I, I right. think these
1: guys that create all these these uh, these videos, they have nothing else to do but sides talk about jet GPT. I'm like, right. what work are you actually getting <laughs> done? So for the people out there that actually have to get work done, this is like your go-to, right? Um, If you're, you know, so (laughs) I just think that a lot of the content coming out is like, here's how you could do, but here's, show me in practice. Show me in practice how this can be done. The
0: clickbait is like, do this thing in 12 seconds, and the reality is like, no, in 12 seconds get a good starting point, and then can do the work you would have done, but end up with a way better result. Yeah,
2: Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Aside from the GPTs, which obviously we'll come back to, we do have a situation to talk about, Jess. And the situation is our YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> the situation going is going so the brutal. situation is so we started the Big Cheese podcast what like about a month and a half ago, and we're posting a short every single day. We're just uh, our go-to market is all the social media is and YouTube, and we're growing. Uh, but along that has some some growing pains, and we're getting some pretty I fun comments. I completely blame
1: Andre's completely <laughs> clickbait headlines.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: in the, in the most Andre fashion possible.
2: Exactly. How do we get people to click on something and take an action? Right. So Elon um, Musk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you put Elon Musk in it, and you're bound to get a few thousand views. But Brandon, you had some thoughts on uh, these comments that are coming over? Uh, no, I think they're
3: hilarious. So the, the YouTube YouTube people are savages. So we have a bunch of people saying that you look like Benjamin Button. Yeah, right. Basically, because I, because I have a baby face. And because okay. he has a baby face. We have a bunch of old dudes talking about AI that's been around forever. <laughs> Right, like, uh, yeah. So no, I just I think it's friggin' hilarious. Uh, okay, like,
1: the, the the dude the dude out there that said AI has been around for decades is completely lost. Like um, here, case in point. Sure, AI has been around. We talked about it in our, in our one, first or second podcast. The, these concepts have been around. Yeah, neural networks. Um, but uh, has it gone mainstream from a uh, pro, you know production? Like, right? Is it on right? The, People yeah. are using this stuff. Yeah. Transistors, transistors
0: it, have existed for a while. So like if something new comes out, you can do it it on the computer. You don't to, say well, It comes well. down to user
1: experience. It comes down to right. the accessibility and user experience. It's, yeah. They created... The whole reason why we're here today is because... Altman and his dudes created an app that actually interacts properly with this stuff,
3: and now makes it accessible for the rest of the people. Yes,
1: absolutely existed.
3: Yes, you could go through. Your nerdy
1: ass did some data science (laughs) and and made a machine learn how to make a picture of an apple uh, tell it was an apple. Exactly. Yeah. But did you make 300 million people change the way that they're doing business? Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the huge, that's the, that's, the, that's the big difference.
3: And so, um, no, again, I, I love the comments. I think they're hilarious. I don't like when they're attacking, you know, Dre. I just try to encourage it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I just cheer just, them you're, on because, like, the like, the more comments, the more views yeah. we'll get. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at him. You're liking their stuff. You're putting up videos and all that. So, yeah, props to you on being able to handle it. But, yeah, they're just a bunch of assholes, and
1: I love it.
2: Yeah, the YouTube comments are yeah. YouTube comments. Are. <laughs> um,
1: no, but we've gotten a lot of good feedback from real humans on the on the podcast, and our right. goal is to try to continue to um, keep things fresh. Uh, I think from a GPT perspective, I don't think we've covered a more applicable, like now applicable, like thing. If right. we've of all the things we talked about since right. we started, mm-hmm. I think that your this this new version of Chat GPT and the whole theory of if it is going to be built with ai it's going to be built with chat gpt right. continues to win yeah right the the,
3: the one though that i think the, the 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 gpt that is the biggest example f- for where businesses can take this though is the sticker wiz so sticker wiz is backed by stickermule.com mul com, and you can just go to sticker mule upload your pdf or upload your image or whatever and get them stickers but they ChatG- and ChatGPT created the GPT Sticker whiz, where you just go in and you basically give it a st- and it generates a sticker,
1: and then you can order said sticker hmm. from Sticker Mule. You're talking about a new um, input type, yeah. Right, yeah. you have the mouse, yeah. you have the keyboard, you have the voice, you have the, and then you have the Google, you know, the 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 different things, right? Now you have. The GPT. Yeah. And that is a l- literally a new way of interacting with computing right. and the environment. It's like being able to go to the, kind of the things that Amazon and Shopify did to e-commerce. Mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. It's the same thing for – it's going to be the same thing except for even m- more crazy. right?
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. I, well,
2: I, I, can I say something really quick? No. Brandon, you just brought something up that I think is – I don't want us to look over this. right? So stick, Sticker Mule? Sticker Mule. Sticker Mule created a um, – Sticker Mule created a way to get inbound sales by creating a GPT that allows people to create really good stickers, and then they order those stickers through Sticker Mule, thus Sticker Mule makes more money. Right. That just blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah now we're talking yeah. about an entirely new well, marketing have you ever and distribution been to a T-shirt channel. or a sticker website and try to
1: do your own design. <laughs> yeah, right. I, absolutely, but think yeah. about
2: this like the, the future it, it, one of the examples of how these GPTs will be used once they're widely adopted is you're going to have cu- current companies just creating these apps in this app store well, what, what, what that people, create inbound leads and you can make sales through. Sure. What I mean, been, that is have phenomenal. People have been trying
1: to do so far. They're like, "Okay, I have an open AI API key. I'm going to build this into my app."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And now and 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 so StickerMule could have just said, okay, we're going to use Dolly, and then you're going to go to StickerMule.com, and it's going to call out to Dolly, right? Right? Well, there's friction there, yeah. Right? There's tech debt there, yeah. So so you're going now. They're going, yeah. oh, you know what? Our entry point actually isn't our website. Mm. It's that that it's the platform. It's yeah, kind because a... anything that can be built Wanted. with AI
2: will be built with will AI. be built with AI right.
1: on ChatGPT. Right. That's a probably a pretty strong statement that is probably going to be pretty accurate just because it's the ease of use it's yeah. all about user experience
0: right. yeah i'd kind of think about it like uh, the google products uh, card to where like you know you could expose mm-hmm. your api or your products to that and then from google you mm-hmm. get the listings you can click buy now basically or there's chow and there's all sorts of ways that from a search engine you can purchase something right? right reducing friction like traditionally people would think oh um the amazon model which was revolutionary was the buy now the click one click button now it's right. just taking it these are just like the next evolutions of what you said reducing friction
2: yeah reducing because friction yeah. if you
0: reduce friction what our attention spans are low yeah if you can continue to reduce that i'm gonna keep clicking buy now <laughs> yeah no, well totally
2: and, and i think it just it's so much better than This is the way that I'm thinking about it right now. So you have a situation where for the past X amount of years, people have had marketing websites. And the whole point of a marketing website was to display information about your company, your product, or your service. Well, what's came along the path since these things that came out? Because you have different buying personas. So then we have, you know, really good tech people that spin up a new landing page for the specific archetype. And the whole point of doing all of that is to specifically resonate and talk to a user about how you can solve their problem. Well, the best way to communicate to a user how you can solve their problem is for them to tell you what their problem is. And then for the GPT to give them a very easily digestible answer on how your product can specifically help them. And so you think about that, like that becomes the, I think for startups, it's like, okay, you're, you're going onto a sales call and all you're trying to do on that sales call is find what their pain point is. And, like, that's the whole idea behind the sales methodologies is how do I get the real pain that you're feeling so I can actually create a solution for you? Right. Well, now you can kind of automate that process, right? You can have it understand your whole corpus of everything your product can do, have someone just type in, here's my problem. And then it can give you the actual solution specific to that product that you're trying well, to sell them. Sticker, that, that's sticker
1: incredible. mules? What's Sticker Mule's competitive? Like, what, what do they do? They probably print good St- sticker stickers. designs <laughs> and get it to you. And you're in the mail yeah. quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right? So custom designs into your mailbox quickly.
1: I don't know. I've never, I've heard of them, but I didn't, but yeah. at the end of the day, they want to make stickers right. and they want to send the stickers to their customers. They don't care how the stickers are ordered or what they look like. Mm. Well, they want them to They actually, they do care what they look like. Cause they want the product to be good, which we know Dolly's great. Yeah. Um, cause we proved it, that it's the best image generation model on the market. Yeah. But <laughs> I think we have. Do we all agree? We went we, well, we
3: well, all went yeah. through yeah, yeah, we went through
0: a few of them. We went through the mid journey and the, the comparisons. Don't yeah. like three here's okay, so I yes, I would have agreed with that a while ago because of the whole chat GPT interface that you can just describe right. what you want and But it gives because Chat
3: GPT is also rewriting
0: your prompt yes. to be badass. Yeah, you should check out Imagine uh, meta's new one. It was pretty good. Yeah, that uh, was, uh, yeah. I thought that
1: one was particularly good right. for photorealistic. I, I I love Instagram, so I'm a complete I'm just. I'm
0: well, you're about to get imagine on Instagram, according to their. Oh, that yeah, would, yeah, yeah that would make sense. Yeah, so that yeah.
3: They
1: would start being able to generate.
0: Instagram it straight.
1: is a disease that yeah. I am afflicted with. <laughs> yeah,
3: your your yours my is Facebook my blogging. TikTok I'm addicted to Instagram. I, the
0: best thing that happened to me was I accidentally locked myself out of my Instagram for like six months, and I was too embarrassed <laughs> because I like you have to send a picture with you and in, in. I just a learned code.
1: way too much about cooking on Instagram because <laughs> I'm all cooking. Where Are am you? I, Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, so the algorithm has you tagged yes, now. And I a... just learned so much about Do cooking. You bake? And or just cook? Uh, I mean, a little bit of baking. Do there's you? baking in there. Yeah, okay. there's some baking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, um, it started with barbecue and then it went to like culinary dishes <laughs> type, you know, like that kind of stuff. But I can't get off Instagram, and, but it's so addictive and so terrible for you. But going back to circle Meal, I was just saying, it's like, what's your unique value proposition as your company? If you can create an input, that, that gets you on to ChatGPT, right? That's a market for you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and it, that's a good point. Not every business is going to be a good fit for you know. This is a hammer; not everything's a nail. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you do have something that they can reduce the friction of, and it's a purchase, you know, a streamlined thing. Yeah, absolutely. I That'd would think
1: wonderful. that the best so a best the best use case I would think is, so you're 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 an e-commerce play. Let's say H and M, they make mm-hmm. clothes, right? And their clothes are affordable. But one of the things is they have lots of different styles of clothes. Right. So you would say, OK, the product manager goes to H&M e-commerce and says, we want to build AI into our product. And you go, OK, great. We're going to build a search bar and it's going to do a great job searching through our products.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And that's the that's the, what we're going to do. And it's going to it could work.
0: Yeah. Right? And they can add intent like I want a, a free flowing, casual summer top. You know, that's Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's, the,
2: that's the question, right? It's like. But, but, but what is,
1: here's the point. What you could do and probably get just as much value out of and lower your – or just as another angle. I would say that – argue that this would be – Just a, another angle. It's just another angle. It's, yeah. another, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new user. It's a new type of input. It's right. a new type of user. Just build a GPT, yeah. H&M's GPT. I want, I want slim-fitting jeans. I, want, your, I want, the, want the jeans that I can never find on the site because I can never find anything there that are actually slim-fitting. And um, here's my size, right. and and I want to, and might as well instead of giving me a link to the page, just let me buy it.
2: Yeah, and that's something we've been talking about as a team as well. For those who are listening to the podcast, we've been kind of inching on this idea, but we are going to start offering this kind of service. So an example of what that service can be is let's say that you are a apparel company. And you're looking for um, a new distribution channel. Obviously, you want to increase your sales. And one of the things that I specifically have dealt with, especially when I – 20 weeks ago, I, w- I weighed 100 more pounds than I do now. But it was kind of really hard to find clothes. And so it would be nice if I could have a GPT that DXL created because that's where I used to shop. And I could put in I'm I'm looking for this kind of style during this time of the year and then give me the kind of clothes that I'd want. Talk about then,
1: customer personas. Your customer persona in a year isn't going to be your, your – google analytics footprint Mm -hmm. it's going to be your personal prompt
2: right that you created on your own so if you're if you're a company that wants to turn on this channel of using gpts as an inbound strategy well we can help you do that we can help you create the gpt we can help you set up the marketing to to actually get the
3: word out there i almost wonder though if it shouldn't be that there is there's a an aggregator that is doing it so it's h&m it's D H X or whatever it was, it's Mm -hmm. GAP, it's, you know, 10 or 15 different providers for fashion you know, that you then can go and have a conversation of what your style. Let's figure and it out. It'll suggest Maybe you the,
2: the best prices. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Cor-
0: Incorporate some. Well, you know well it, it, I, it, I, I think that's a pretty good, good idea, idea, idea for a product, product it brand. to
2: create
1: more acquisition and consolidation? Yeah, right. Well, Google's sure. already
0: set up for this, I mean, isn't right? There like right? Doesn't
1: BlackRock just own all these oh, fucking yeah. companies? Yeah, they they own fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, but you're right. Like, uh, to your point, you know, it lends itself to, okay, expose your API with all of the data points. That we, so Google, most likely, can build a database of yeah. the thing, um, the type of the thing, and then add that, and they can do yeah. that too. So.
3: so one of the things when you're building these GPTs, if you're technical. So if you're not technical, you can just ignore everything I'm about to say. But if you're technical, you can actually provide your API spec. So that can be in Swagger or Open API to the, this GPT. It can handle and, all And that. it can handle it. <laughs> and it can understand, oh, so the user is asking for this. I see that there is a lookup for... How, how much bigger is the
1: context window from the original version of ChatGPT to now? Is The, it that, the
3: original, I think, was like 4,800. How is it? And how many? 120,000 for the four-turbo preview. We're talking
1: about the difference between the 2,800 bod oh, modem yeah. and the 56K and, 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 at this and,
3: point. A, and a T one
1: And the T1. Right. Yeah. Like, we're... Huge. So that the applications... And it's only
3: there. We were celebrating like three, four, five days. I uh, know maybe it's a 30th, the year anniversary of GPT, hmm. of ChatGPT. Yeah. Like we're only a year into this. So, uh, what we're doing with Big Cheese is we're rolling out a workshop. Uh, uh, service and because the reality is is a lot of these companies and everybody we talk to they know they want to incorporate AI they just don't know what does that actually look like so our workshops are designed to go through your business to understand your business and to say this is like five four or five different areas that AI could be incorporated and we'll actually go through and we'll do some real life tests you know specifically probably with the playground where we go through and we prove out some of these concepts and then the end result of that workshop is a real-world statement of work that tells you exactly how long things are going to take to build. You can, we can build them using our own team, or you could take that to your own development shop and do it. But the main objective is to really understand how how your company can leverage AI um, and and and
2: how to actually build that out. So that is one of the workshops that we're doing
3: with uh, Big Cheese.
2: I'm Andre Herakas, joined by Sean Heise, Jacob Wise, and Brandon Corbin. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.